This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life. And calm me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Everybody, except those that have pre existing conditions, those with heart failure, those with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, diabetes, obesity, they got severe problems that are infirm, elderly, debilitated, they should stay at home. I mean, they do what they want to do. Stay away from crowds, stay at home. That's what they ought to do. The rest of us need to get back to work, get back to school, and get back to church. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Stephen Hotze. He is the founder and CEO of Hotze Health and Wellness Center, Hotze Vitamins, and Physicians Preference Pharmacy International, LLC. Dr. Hotze received his medical degree from the University of Texas Medical School at Houston, His goal is to change the way women and men are treated through natural medicine and procedures such as hormone therapy and regenerative treatments. Dr. Hotze is the best-selling author and has appeared on hundreds of television and radio shows across the nation. Dr. Hotze is also the president of the American Academy of Biological Identical Hormone Therapy and a member of the Pan American Allergy Society and the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Dr. Hotze also has written two books for people who are eager to take charge of their health. The first one was Hormones, Health, and Happiness, published in 2005, which focuses on bioidentical hormones. The second book was in 2013, Hypothyroidism, Health, and Happiness. 
which discusses why hypothyroidism is so underdiagnosed and what to do about it. Which is also today's topic, hypothyroidism. I hope you enjoy this episode and create an amazing day. Dr. Hotze, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach podcast this afternoon. How in the heck are you? Sir, if I were doing any better, they'd arrest me. And I heard the cops are on the way, so make it quick. I have to say, this last Tuesday, well, today's Thursday. Tuesday, I drove back from Michigan, which is about a 13-hour drive with brakes. And I spent 11, close to 12 of those hours listening to your podcast and your book, Hormones, Health, and Happiness. So I, I got to know you pretty well over that course of that 12 hours. I felt like somebody was befriending me the other day. <laughs> That's what it was. That would have been me. Yeah, I switched it off when I got to Chattanooga. I got outside Nash between Chattanooga and Nashville. And I switched it to Eric Clapton for the rest of the ride. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, I really love your podcast and the book is amazing. But before we dig in, why don't we give a, the listeners a brief flyover of who Dr. Hotze is, and what drove you to become a physician, first of all? Well, first, let me tell you what I believe. I believe that you and everybody deserves to have a physician and a staff of professionals who can coach their guests or patients, we call our patients guests, on a path of health and wellness naturally. They have to have the know-how and the wherewithal to do that with a natural approach to health rather than a pharmaceutical approach. So as they mature, they've got energy, they got vitality, and they're enthusiastic about life. If you're alive, why in the world shouldn't you be be part of the walking wounded, you know? Absolutely. And so that's that's what I believe. And I know you believe the same thing. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure to have an opportunity to speak with another like-minded individual that gets it. So... uh, I grew up here in Houston, Texas. Went to St. Thomas High School, Catholic Boys High School, played football there. Got married out of high school to my wife for 51 years. They said it wouldn't last. We have eight kids, 24 grandkids. Wow. Went to UT, undergrad in UT Medical School, and did a year uh, surgery residency, and then went into emergency medicine for five years, and into occupational medicine. And when I graduated from medical school, Tom, my dad held a banquet for me. This is this is 45 years ago. We're talking July 30th. As today's July 30th, so it was 50, 45 years ago today. He held a banquet for me. It's the Houston Club downtown. You know, big deal. Graduating me from uh, getting through med school. He turned to me over the table. He was a very successful entrepreneur, businessman in the manufacturing business. He turned to me and he said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, son, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. Do you understand me? It wasn't a request. It wasn't a recommendation. It was a command. He planted a seed in my mind. And so I went into emergency medicine. And and emergency medicine is not ongoing conventional medicine. You treat people with problems when they come in. They come in anywhere from snake bites to gunshot wounds to runny noses to rashes on their skin. And diary, you name it, you see it all in the emergency room. And you treat them acutely for acute problems. And then, um, so I did that for five five years and then opened up an occupational family medicine practice here. And then went into allergies because my dad developed a heart problem 
came to me, was having some chest pain, sent him to the hospital. A friend who's a cardiologist uh, uh, did a, you know, he catheterized him, found out he had a blockage in the heart, did angioplasty, tore open his heart, uh, his, his arteries during, during the procedure, had emergency, he had to have emergency heart surgery. He survived, got out of the hospital. Two weeks after he got out, he called me and said, son, come over here. I want to talk to you. Well, he wasn't at all pleased. I said, dad, he said, I don't know what the Sam Hill I was thinking. Let these doctors go in and invade my body and tear open my artery. It's calcified. How are they going to stretch a calcified artery? It's just like we're in the pipeline business. I have a family business and pipeline. He says, it's like a cracked pipeline. You put pressure on it and it blows. Blue mind. He said, read this article. I read an article he had given me by Dr. Julian Whitaker. He's out on the West Coast. He's retired now. I don't know if you know of him, but he was a natural approaches to health. Read it about heart disease. Statistics were at that time, 15% of the people that had angioplasty died within the first year after heart attack. If you had bypass surgery, 5% died. If you didn't do anything but lose weight, exercise, Get down to a normal ideal body weight, keep your blood pressure normal, and take vitamins. They had a one percent survival. He said, "Don't let the doctors invade your body." He said, "So what do you think?" I said, "Dad, I wish we would have tried this. I just didn't know." He said, "Well, this doctor says I need vitamins. What do I need, Dad? I'm a doctor. What do I know about vitamins?" Which is a sad commentary. And he said, "When you find out, now I was the oldest of seven boys, eight in the family all together with little little sister." And I said, yes, sir, I'll find out. And that got me on a path of health and wellness. I started studying vitamins, ended up going to allergy courses, and got certified as an allergist and through the Pan American Allergy Society and started treating for allergies. Now, allergies, as you may know, are an abnormal reaction by your body's immune system to normal occurring substances. Wheat pollen, tree pollen, grass pollen, dust mite, mold spore, animal matters, foods that you eat. And that stresses the immune system. So people with allergies get recurrent and chronic sinuses, sore throats, ear infections, bronchial infections, skin rashes, stomach disease, you name it, allergies cause a host of problems, most of whom get treated with drugs. Well, I learned how to treat by desensitization. We use sublingual drops under the tongue. So I initially started in allergy, and I knew our main goal with all my patients starting in 1989 when I started Hochi Health and Wellness Center was first strengthen their immune system, get the allergy load off the system because they have recurrent and chronic infections all the time. We're taking antibiotics. Unless you're, if somebody's taking antibiotics all the time, every year, one, two, three times a year, their immune system's not healthy. They got an immune system problem. Second thing our goal was to uh, increase your energy level. If you got good energy, everything's going to work right in the body. Your brain, your heart, your muscles, you, you've got energy and you think well and you function well. And your immune system works well. You get the load off the immune system. You got good energy and good immune system. You can pretty much fight any any germ that comes and wants to attack you. You can be healthy. So that's what we did. We used vitamins and minerals and treated for yeast. And then in 1992, I was introduced by Dr. Richard Mabry, who was an OB/GYN down in Victoria, Texas. At one of our conferences, he says, you got a lot of women with hypothyroidism. I said, I do. He said, yeah, check it. Check and see. Check their antibodies to see if they got autoimmune thyroiditis, which is also called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and check their symptoms. I said, okay, what do I do if I do that? Well, give them armor thyroid. That's desiccated thyroid. Back then, that's what we used. And I said, okay. I went to the head of 
Dr. Dora Brown, the head of our society. I said, Doctor, and he was an old geezer then, 83 years old, which looks younger all the time, sir. And he got, I said, Dr. Brown, Dr. Mabry says I got a lot of people with hypothyroidism. Now, Dr. Brown was the dean of the society. He lived in Fredericksburg. People came from all over the country and the world for his treatment. And he said, I said, Dr. Mabry says I got all these women with hypothyroidism. And he said, you do? And uh, he says, I need to treat them. Should I use Armor Thyroid or just Synthetic Synthroid or something like that? He goes, Armor Thyroid. I said, why? It works. That was it. <laughs> and so we came back and we started evaluating people for thyroid on top of everything. And guess what? It burgeoned. It was, I, I literally built our center. We've got 8,000 active, 7,000 active guests somewhere in that. And I built it around low thyroid symptoms. And I'm treating for hypothyroid. Then in 1996, I was 92, 96, uh, a lady, I got a, I got a monograph from Dr. Whitaker, who I've been following since I, my dad introduced me to him. And the monograph's a book that has little chapters and everything. It's all bioidentical hormones. So I started reading first about armored thyroid, desiccated thyroid. He did exactly what I was doing. I felt vindicated because I admired him. And secondly, he started talking about the sex hormones, testosterone, progesterone in women. And I went, well, that's fascinating. I read that book that the night before. Come into the office the next day in the afternoon. I meet Lark Steele. She's been a long-time patient. I can say her name. But she's spoken to my behalf on numerous uh, seminars. And I said, uh, she said, Dr. Hoetze, would you like to listen to this tape? She had a little, remember the little strip of small cassettes? Would you like to listen to what Dr. John Lee has to say about progesterone? I said, that is really something. It's providential. It's really something. I just read about that last night. I'd love to listen to it. So I took it. It's about a 25-minute drive home or 30 minutes. I listened to it on the way home. I said, that is fascinating. He'd been using it since 1978, and that's for women. We can talk about that in a minute. But for the for balance, getting rid of uh, premenstrual symptoms and preventing uh, dysfunctional uterine bleeding and and it balances out the hormones that, that become imbalanced as women march through their menstrual life as they decline to become imbalanced and cause a host of health symptoms get treated with drugs by conventional doctors, usually by antidepressants, anti-anxiety uh, medication, sleep medication, which the natural hormones get your hormones balanced, you feel like a million bucks. And then, of course, we gave it a men. But anyway, the, the, the next day, I had a pharmacy friend, this is Providence too, call him up. I knew he had a he had a he had a, a pharmacy and in an independent pharmacy. He said, "Look, have you ever heard of John Lee?" Oh, yeah, I know John Lee. I said, "How can I reach him?" He's in California. I happen to have his mobile number. Now that's something. How often does that happen? I call up John Lee. He said, "Dr. Lee, yeah, this Dr. Hoax in Houston. Uh, where do I get this progesterone?" He said, "You get it from a compounding pharmacy." I said, "What's that?" I've got one now. What's a compounding pharmacy? So. He told me, and I called around, and I got a friend of mine, uh, now who's a friend, but I called up with Bill Pilot. He came down. I said, how do I use this progesterone? He said, well, we use it in cream. and we, So we, we used cream. The first patient, the first patient I uh, put on it was a pastor's wife, very prominent pastor in Houston, been a long-time allergy patient of mine. But she was always edgy, and uh, she was an edgy woman. And so, <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'd go, where's Wally? Oh, he's off saving souls in Africa. Have you ever traveled with him? No, I'm going to let him go save them on his own. <laughs> <laughs> so so I said, look, you're on this primer. 
found out she had had a hysterectomy 20 years before when she was 32, she was 52. I said, get off that primer and stuff and let's get you on progesterone or natural bias, natural female estrogen. So I did it. And then the, that same day, the next patient came in, Pam came in and a uh, sweet little Christian lady and, and dressed always to the hill. She always looked really good, a nice lady. And she had also had a hysterectomy and been on primer. And so I said, you've got to change over. We'll change you over. So those are my first two test cases. They come back a month later. I see the pastor's wife. I say, uh, Eileen, how are you doing? She goes, Dr. Hoetze, it's like a black cloud lifted off my head. I feel so good. And she said, as a matter of fact, I sent it to my mama in Mobile. My sister called up and said, what are you giving mama? And she said, why? She's throwing a block party and she'd been a recluse for 10 years. <laughs> her daughter was getting ready to have a hysterectomy at 32 and she told her, don't do it. She sent her for Jesperon. And, and then Pam came in that same day and Pam comes in, a sweet little Christian I said, Pam, how are you feeling? She said, Dr. Hotsey, I want to kiss your toes. Nobody's ever said that to me in my whole life. And I said, Pam, hold on for a second. I walked out and I pulled up. My staff was just five. We have 65 now. And I said, this is really big. I've never seen this in women in my entire life. Something natural so dramatically changing. So I, we began to use uh, female bioidentical hormones. And then I started, of course, using testosterone in men. And by the way, testosterone, sir, will put a tiger back in your time. It definitely will. It's it's powerful, and it and most guys say, well, that's for libido or something. Why is it what I'm thinking? No. Yeah. Testosterone affects your initiative, your assertiveness, sense of well-being, self-confidence, moods, goal orientation, drive, directing, decisiveness, analytical ability, all brain functions, all the hormones right. affect your brain neurotransmitters. You're preaching to the choir. Plus... Plus muscle tone, yep. mass, strength, cardiovascular function, and then also romantic moods and inclinations and abilities. When you were 18, did your mama say, or 16, did she wake up, take your Viagra today so you can be a man? No, she didn't. You were flowing with testosterone. Some pretty little girl walked by and you were just, you know, <laughs> you know remember those days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have those days at 61, so it's just, thanks for hormone replacement therapy. Well, let me tell you what, I'm 70, I just turned 70 on the 5th of July. If you're 61, enjoy your youth while you have it, sir. Oh, yeah. it was, I took a break from hormone replacement therapy for three months this year. Yeah. It was the worst three months of my life. Hello. So I, as soon as I, I was like, I got to get back on hormone replacement therapy. So I ordered my labs and went to get them and I signed them off and got back on it and I feel like a million bucks. So I, I, if, if there's any men out there listening to this, if you're, if you're to, to, I'm telling you, hormone replacement therapy for men is huge. Right. And it will take your brain fog away. Your thinking you is clear. Drive, drive. Be ready to go. Listen, most guys, whether, you know, I started taking uh, testosterone at 46 and I've taken it ever since. I'm 70. I've got a 10-year plan we rolled out. Now this stupid thing has gotten away, of course, obviously, but we've had a 10-year plan we're rolling out. I do all kinds of things. My, my schedule is such that I, I'll stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning. I'm working, 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 and get up. And, you know, it depends. You know, I try to get six hours sleep no matter what. But it's, I either get up at 6, 7, 8, or 9. depends. i got to get six hours sleep. But I go and blow all the time. Nobody, look, I may keel over dead tomorrow, but nobody's going to say Dr. Hosey lingered. Right, exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I appreciate you a lot, and I appreciate the fact that you got into the more functional medicine aspect of medicine. And, and let me say that, let me say this. I want to thank my dad. God rest his soul. Uh, after he had his heart problem in '72, he turned to me and said, "Son, I'm not going to take these medicines the doctor to give me. Figure out how to get me well." I didn't know up from down. Uh, second from Cumber, you know what, from Shinola, I just didn't know anything about natural approaches help, but I learned. And he would feed me articles, and I'd read about coenzyme Q10. I never heard about that. Right. Yeah, heart failure. Well, guess what? We never put him on any heart failure drugs. He, the doctor said he should have lived one year and never got out of bed. He walked two miles every day, ran his company every day to the day he was 80. The night before my dad, Ernie Hotze, God rest his soul, the night, night before he died, I called him up on the way home. I said, Dad, how are you feeling? He said, son, I hadn't felt this good since I was 18. My food never tasted so good. I felt like a million dollars. And he told me he was always, he had told me back when he was 65, he was never going to retire. He was going to drop dead on the job. And he did. And he did? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Today, we're going to talk about hypothyroidism, which is your specialty, and allergies is your specialty. But before we do, we have a, a situation going on in the United States, and and I heard you on back in March on a Laura Ingalls episode for Fox News, and uh, we kind of have this. We have we we share the same opinion, and that you know Fuzzy Fotsy. The world has Trump kept that guy on. For I, I have no idea why is he still there. I have no idea. There's got to be a pull. There's got to be something there that he's keeping him for. Because in my opinion, he should be gone. Sir, I totally agree. Should have been. He should have never been there. I mean, gee, man, he's just got. Uh, well, I mean, he he, he he graduated he, medical school and what? Practiced six, medicine for like seven months. Well, he he graduated in 1966. In 1968, he went to NIH, so he probably did a year internship, and who knows what he did for the next year. 52 years, he's been a public health bureaucrat. When was the last time he laid a stethoscope on somebody's chest? Never. Been a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think he's part of the problem and not the solution. But I really don't want to talk about masks, because that, 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 that dog's beat. That dog's beat down to the road. I agree with you. I'm not wearing a mask. Really. But we have a bigger problem right now with censorship of, of doctors like yourself. Right. Who are speaking about things that people need to hear. A, nobody nobody in this world is talking about the immune system. And why, and, and and that should be the first thing. I mean, we're closing okay. gyms when gyms should be opening. Yes, sir. Okay, let me explain this to you. I got involved with this because, as I mentioned, I got involved with this whole deal back in January. When it first came out, and everybody was, look, this is the greatest fraud ever perpetrated on the American public and upon the world. It is well orchestrated. This is planned out. These things don't happen without plans. It's planned for the, the, the government health bureaucrats, the mainstream media, and a bunch of tin governors. Around the country, even some Republican governors have fallen into this, like our governor has, and they use it for power, control, and somebody's make a lot of money off of it. Bill Gates is behind a whole lot of this, and if you don't think he is, just go video. This isn't a conspiracy theory. 
This guy tells you exactly what's going to happen. I just listened to a tape the other day. He said, well, this was pandemic one. And uh, they'll really become believers when they have pandemic two. Right. What are you, what are you talking about? Billy had a smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. Go, video, go YouTube Bill Gates, and he'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. He's, he, he's got it all lined out. Yeah, I, I find it no coincidence that he invested in a, in a pharmaceutical company in 2016 that now is going to have a, a vaccine for this. Well, he multiple, he's right. his foundation has invested billions of dollars in multiple companies. Right. So, and, and he said, everybody, he said this on, on YouTube, everybody in the world needs to be vaccinated with this vaccine. That's 7.7 million. Now look, this COVID virus is just another flu-like virus. Coronavirus is the, one of the common causes of colds. It's like your family, Tom. Um, your family, uh, how many kids you got? I've got one daughter. Okay. So you got a daughter. Say a family has four or five kids. Say the Jones family got four or five. We do DNA testing on it. It's all going to come out very similar. Whether they're not the same person, but they're all in the Underwood family, or all in the Jones family. It's the same thing with the coronavirus. This isn't the first coronavirus ever. Coronavirus is common cause of, uh, common cause with rhinovirus of colds worldwide. Uh, we had SARS one back in '02. We had the Middle East uh, respiratory syndrome distress syndrome in I don't know twelve or thirteen, and you know it's been around, and so. When they go to test people, and guess what? You probably have coronaviruses up in your sinuses. Most people do. They're not causing a sinus infection because you have an immune system that fought these things off and keeps them at bay. But you, your body, and this is going to go to all you germaphobes out there, you're going to be sick when I tell you, since the day you were born, you came through that birth canal, you were slathered with a trillion bacteria and viruses all over your body. And that's part of the way the system works. And some of those you took into your gut, and that became part of your intestinal flora. Every day, you and I come in contact with trillions of bacteria and viruses, all, all different kinds of germs. On your body, from the tip of your toe to the top of your head, you're covered with staph epidermis, a trillion of them. You've got multiple bacteria and viruses, uh, and viruses in your mouth, in your sinuses, in your throat, in your large intestine. You got two to three pounds of bacteria in your large intestine. We're full of bacteria. Why didn't it kill us? Because we got an immune system. God built into our body an immune system that has two two methods of working. If something foreign comes in that it hadn't seen before, it marshals all the little soldiers and says, "Go kill that sucker." Sends out the neutrophils and lymphocytes and whacks them. If they get a hold, then the T lymphocytes start making. Um, Antibodies, and like they're like snipers, and start sniping the thing off, and and, uh, and you excrete it out in your urinary and your stool, and it's gone. That's how the immune system works. So, when I first heard about this, uh, I started studying South Korea, Taiwan, Singapore. They didn't shut down everything and have lockdowns. They uh, and Hey, I looked at the rates and I said, well, this isn't a big deal. It's like common flu for crying out loud. You know, we've had the Hong Kong flu. We had we had flus. The flu every year in America cures it kills about 50,000 uh, 50, people. And nobody ever wore a mask, shut down anything, social distance, didn't shake hands. They just live life. They go, Tom had the flu last week. 
Yeah, you're back at work. Nobody quarantined themselves. You didn't have to call anybody. You didn't have to get contact tracing and surveillance. This is just another bug. Look, Tom, I was in emergency medicine. I saw people coming in with viral and bacterial meningitis. Contagious. Bacterial and viral pneumonia. Bacterial and viral gastrointestinal problems. The flu. Staph infections. Boils. Strep. You name it. I was there. I never wore a mask in the emergency room. I went home. I never quarantined myself. My kids didn't get sick. I didn't get sick. Why is this? What makes us think this bug is the worst thing since we bought a plate? It's not. This year alone, the CDC says the upward limit, the, on the upward side, they say upwards of 62 million people had the flu in America. They only record what, five or six million cases attributable to, to COVID. I'm not saying COVID's not out there. It's not a real, it's not a real infectious disease. But it pales in significance to the common flu, which every year kills about 50,000 people back in 17 and 18. It killed 70,000. And so nobody said anything about it. So that's why I say this is concocted. So when everybody began to panic, I knew it was wrong, whether I looked at any statistics or not, because my mother taught me, son, never follow the herd. You can stampede it over the cliff or stampede it to death. Go away from the herd and lead them different. That's why I've been a maverick all my life. I'm a contrarian. I don't believe in status quo. I don't believe in the conventional wisdom. It usually is dead. Orthodox wisdom is usually dead wrong. In medicine, it was been wrong. Go back to Semmelweis. He wanted the doctors to wash their hands before they gave childbirth. Back in, this is in Austria in 1820s, 30s. They'd go in, all these women would die of peripheral fever from uh, after childbirth in the hospital. But at home, the ones that had uh, babies with uh, with wet uh, nursemaids, guess what? They didn't have any problems. They didn't have the peripheral sepsis. Well, that's because these doctors were going down between cases and doing cadavers with their bare hands. So Semmelweis said, hey, why don't we wash our hands? They threw him out of the society. They sent him to Hungary. I'm serious. Right. It was a horrible story. But now, we, now you got to wash your hands all the time. So but obviously, medicine, conventional medicine doesn't take to, to natural approaches because for them, they think there's no, no money in natural approaches. My philosophy is this. If you'll t- I don't care what you do. I don't care what kind of work you're in. This is a key principle of life. If you will solve people's problems, they will pay you for it. And that's the way you make a living, just solving problems. I'm an entrepreneur. I was born an entrepreneur and paper routes. I had paint contracting business in college and remodeling business. I had a paint contracting business in med school. Hey, go out and make a living. That's what I believe in. And so uh, if you and what I did was solve people's problems. And if you if you if you want to make a living, look around and see what kind of problems people are having. Needing their yards cut, the painting, uh getting be an air conditioner guy, a plumber, you know, selling suits. People have needs. Solve their problems and you'll get paid for it. You make a good living. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think one of the problems, one of, one of the things I think it causes our immune systems to be, I mean, our children are too clean these days. I mean, yep. mom, mom, mom follows her child around with a, a wipe and cleans yep. it. Cleans it. Like when we were growing up, you and I were growing up, you're a little older than I, but we got dirty. <laughs> we, we got. But hey, I grew up beside Buffalo Bow. We swim in the bow, right? We down in the woods all the time, you know. 
catching possums and raccoons and all that. Right. So I think the clean, I think over cleanliness has caused a lot of the, our immune systems to be destroyed, especially the younger generation. And uh, I think that's a big one. Oh, also, pardon. go ahead. I also, I think that you know nobody's talking about our gut health or the junk food. You know, we're all they're all trying to push this vaccine on us, and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go to the basics of this. What about our immune system? What about the junk food system? What about the in industrial food system that we live in? Well, when I was on the TV, national TV on Sunday, March fifteenth, talking about the uh, coronavirus, there was an or at that time, they didn't call it COVID so much as coronavirus. Uh, but when I was talking about it, I said, look, this is not rocket science. This is what you need to do. Two, two things primarily. First, clean up your eating program. Get off your simple carbs that convert to sugar. All starches, whether potatoes, rice, corn, uh, wheat products and all that, they convert to sugar. Sugar depresses the immune system. It also gets converted to adipose tissue. You wonder why 70% of the population is overweight and 35% are obese? Because they're not eating right for one, and probably they have undiagnosed hypothyroidism too. You can have, you can get your thyroid treated, but if you eat junk, you're going to be junk. And so you got to clean up your eating program. I'm big on a, a keto eating program or a, a keto friendly program where you eat good, healthy oils and fats, eggs, butter, avocado, cheeses, hard cheeses, nuts, olive oil, fish oil, cod liver oil, all that kind of stuff, coconut oil. And then eat green vegetables, pour some butter on top of it, steam them, don't overcook them, and have a little bit of meat. You don't have that much meat. I, four ounces or five ounces, I, that's just plenty for me. And do intermittent fasting. I eat once a day. I eat it dinner. I have bulletproof coffee in the morning. That's coffee with either coconut oil or whole cream or butter in it. Put a little steep in it, get two cups. I'm not hungry all day long. Oh, and then too. And then at night, I have, I, that's what I, I, I eat. My salad is always chopped spinach, chopped broccoli, nuts, and olive oil and, and balsamic vinegar every night. That's what I eat every night. And so I stay down to a good ideal body weight. I'm six foot, weigh 180. I should weigh 168. That was my plan weight. I was there about a year and a half ago. But um, I kind of backslid. I got, I got, I got in the habit. Being a little of that blue bill ice cream, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got to have a treat. Yeah, but I, I kind of run in cycles on that. But that's awful good ice cream. It is good ice cream. <laughs> it is good ice cream. What are your What are your thoughts on uh, well, the blood the blood typing blood typing and first the, before the, before okay. the blood typing. It's your eating program, and then you've got to get yourself on vitamins and minerals that stimulate and bolster your immune system. So I have, I'm going to make it real easy for everybody to know what to do to stimulate the immune system. A, B, C, D, and Z. Take a little magnesium and probiotic too. So take vitamin A, 10,000 units on a regular basis. Have a good B-complex vitamin with high doses of vitamin B. Also, vitamin C. I'm a Linus Pauling advocate. I have been since I heard him in 1990 on, on podcast or on video or however I listen to him on radio and uh, or tapes. 1,000 milligrams for 25 pounds of body weight every day. I, I take, no, I take 20,000 every day. And I have for the last four years, I took 10,000 for the last, I don't know, since 1990, you know, up until up 2007. Then, 
vitamin D3, that's so important for bolstering the immune system. And and I I personally take 30,000 units, which sounds incredible, but I take 30,000 international units a day. We recommend five to 10. Everybody we test here at the center is in a very low range of below normal of vitamin D. But in Texas, there's a lot of sun. Yeah, but if they go out in the sun, they splatter them with sunscreen. And most people spend all their time in a building by getting any sunlight. So do that. Take magnesium, which is important for the uh, Krebs cycle. Then take zinc. Zinc is important to boost the immune system. And then take a probiotic for good gut health. Get a good night's sleep. Exercise. All these things stimulate the system. So I, this is what I said on TV. Oh my gosh, she thought I was the biggest heretic in the world. They had some doctor from Connecticut that was in charge of these hospitals. Oh, that's not going to work. I mean, you can't do that. I was supposed to be on Tucker Carlson two nights later, an hour before the program, they canceled me. That's when Tucker was kind of, he was worried about this coronavirus at the time. He's seen through the whole thing now. He's, he's on track, but he wasn't on track back then. They decided that was a, not the narrative they wanted to follow. <laughs> You never hear any public, you don't ever hear public, all these public health bureaucrats, they never talk about, how can I build up my immune system? Be proactive. Stimulate your immune system through good, healthy eating, vitamin and mineral supplementation, exercise, good night's sleep, and replenish your hormones as you get older. Put natural bioidentical hormones back in your body. Your body's going to function well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, hormone, I mean, women, estrogen is protective. So, you know, if you don't have your estrogen, your progesterone thing, and your testosterone in women, and in men, we, we, need, we need our testosterone, you know? And the, we're going to talk about thyroid in a minute. Thyroid is very important, and that declines as we age. And when you don't have enough testosterone, you can't properly convert T4 to T3. Exactly. And so you got a problem. Right. And we'll talk about thyroid depth in a minute. You yep. get into that. Hey you, yeah you, are you frustrated with understanding your recent lab work? Does your primary care physician say your labs are normal, but you still feel sick? Yeah, I've been there. I know that feeling. In my approach, when working with clients, my only concern is to achieve optimum results for you. I truly believe in a test don't guess philosophy and getting to the root cause of dysfunction in the body, which is why I created this free lab tracker report so that you can fully understand your lab results and start to feel exceptional again. To get my free lab tracker report, text REBEL to 66866. When you download my free lab tracker, you will finally understand how to decipher your optimal ranges for your lab work, why you aren't feeling well, even though your lab work is normal, which lab results actually matter. The truth about this will actually shock you. No more wondering what all those numbers actually mean. My free lab tracker helps you understand the results of your lab evaluations so that you can take action toward better health starting today. It will be a relief when you get it and no longer have to wonder what all those numbers actually mean. So, download my free lab tracker right now and take the first step to optimal health. 
text REBEL to 66866. Again, that's REBEL to 66866. Enjoy the rest of the show. But what about that blood type, that blood type theory? I really haven't read in depth on it. Okay. Uh, somebody mentioned that to me about how O positives tend to do better than other people. Right. I don't know that for a fact. Okay. I, haven't re- I haven't read anything on it, so I can't comment. Okay. I do know this. Uh, while we have a health and wellness center, we don't take any new guests that say, I've got COVID, because we have a different kind of practice where we do long evaluations. And I'm not in. I'm not in. A, I'm not a primarily a primary care doctor. We we went through our entire list of patients called, and we talked over two thousand. This was about two weeks ago or a month ago. Only a few of them had even had flu symptoms. Nobody had been diagnosed with COVID. This was a month ago at, at the latest. Nobody had been diagnosed since then. I've had. 13 people that I personally, and I don't primarily suggest, but these are friends that are in the practice that I know, and they call up and say, I got a fever, I got a cough, and, you know, da da da. I said, well, let's treat it as if you have COVID. I'm not going to do it. I don't, I don't believe in running out and doing the test. You get false positives. Then you get on some government list, and, they're, and then you got anybody you talk to, you got to, you know, quarantine themselves, all oh, this crap, 14 days, all this BS. We call it Bolshevik down here. That's a good <laughs> so, uh, so, and I've treated these, and I've treated 13, only one of them. Uh, one of them was 50 years old and overweight and had been sick for a week, and it got down in her lungs. And I had to pull out a full cold press on her and keep her out of the hospital. I gave her high-dose vitamin C, 60,000 units IV, put, put them all on hydroxychloroquine. I put them on Zithromax, zinc, and most all of them are already on the on my vitamin pack, my immune pack. So, and they've all done. I mean, usually, if if they start right away within a day or two, within twenty four to forty eight hours, they feel normal again. Okay. They felt normal anyway. I don't know, but I know they feel normal and they appreciate it. My daughter, uh, the the woman that was uh, that I talked about, had been sick for seven days, had a bad cough in her lungs. And so I, when I did the blood test uh, after after ten days, I did a blood test on her, not for COVID, just to see where her white count was. And it showed that her white cells, lymphocytes that fight bacteria, were down in the normal range, low normal. But her bacterial, uh, but the uh, but the uh, white blood cells that fight the neutrophils that fight bacteria were elevated. So she developed a secondary uh, lung problem. This is what usually happens with people when you get a respiratory flu or it settles in the lungs. First, you get the virus and you get a secondary bacterial infection. That's what usually gets the folks. So that's why you start them on hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax is an antibiotic. It's erythromycin, broad-spectrum antibiotic. That's to help prevent a secondary bacterial infection. I've been doing that for years with allergy patients. <laughs> you know, you right. know they, they got an allergy problem and you go ahead and you, know, you get them treated and then you put them on put them on a little antibiotic for a few days. That's when they get started. Once they get up on their treatment program, they just don't get sick again. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it seems like there's a an orchestrated attack lately going on with hydroxychloroquine. Well, I just, I just a friend of mine who's a dentist in Austin just texted me and he said, my pulmonologist, pulmonologist I know said, you know, they're, they're hydrochloroquine. Hydro, 
uh, hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. You know, there was a study in the New England Journal of Medicine. Well, I looked at the study. It was 675 patients that said there was no difference between the ones that got hydroxychloroquine and the ones that didn't. It usually took 15 days to get well. Well, I told him, I said, these people didn't start the hydroxychloroquine. And I don't know what their ages were either, by the way. But they didn't start hydroxychloroquine until they were really sick and had to go to the hospital. Well, that's you don't want to take the, the HCQ, the hydroxychloroquine, after you've been sick a week or two. You want to start it right away. So I've had several several of our guests here, patients, uh, call up and said, I just got to, I was sick. I went to my doctor and said, I have COVID and I've got a fever. One day, they're into it one day. Get them on the stuff, boom. They're feeling good for 24, 48 hours. They just can't believe it. Huh. Uh, and now, so, and some of them didn't, didn't get tested. They just called me up and said, I got these symptoms, so we'll get them taken care of. And they've gotten well. Okay. So, in fact, I had two 83-year-old, a, a couple that's 83-year-old, very prominent guy uh, in politics in Texas. He's been a long-time guest. He called up and said, you know, my wife, now she's been sick now for two days, got a high fever and a cough. I just got a fever, I think. This was two weeks ago on Sunday. So I called in some HCQ and... Uh, Zithromax, zinc, they were all already on my plethora of vitamins. And he called me back the next day, texted me, he said, I can't believe how good I feel. So I, I talked to him today again, and I said, Mike, how long did it last? He said, I felt normal, completely normal within four days. Okay. It took my wife seven days total to feel completely normal. These are 83-year-olds. Wow. Yeah, I was, I've been looking into some of the, like, alternative methods like peptide therapy, like uh, thymosin beta-4. Right. And uh, high-dose high, high melatonin. Uh, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I've just gone with this. Yeah. This is the regimen I used to Robin uh, Armstrong, who's a big city just uh, southeast of Houston, had 39 patients in March in a nursing home that he was taking care of, all tested, were sick, and tested, had tested positive for COVID. He started them hydroxychloroquine, Zithromax, zinc, and a few other vitamins and minerals. None of them had to be hospitalized. None of them died. Oh. Well, there's not a double-blind study. Oh, so we're not going to treat someone. When I hear that word, I want to just switch through the TV and smack them. I know it. All right, let's do this. Let's let's dive into because we could talk COVID for days, and it's it's pretty much I'm I'm pretty much over this stuff. Uh, I do, sir. Let's talk about hypothyroidism. Well, first, my final deal on COVID is this. Everybody, except those that have pre-existing conditions, those with heart failure, those with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, diabetes, obesity, they got severe problems that are infirm, elderly, debilitated, they should stay at home. I mean, they should do what they want to do. Stay away from crowds, stay at home. That's what they ought to do. The rest of us need to get back to work, get back to school, and get back to church. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, I, we should have never shut down the country for this. By the way, let it run its course for right. Christ out in the bucket. That's what Switzerland did. Everybody should do We do that every year with the flu. Well, we got a flu vaccine. Well, it really works good, doesn't it? It's only affected 30 to 60% of the time. Flu virus, like coronavirus, mutates. So when you, a person gets a flu shot, it's last year's flu. We got a new flu this year. It's mutating. So 50% of the people who have the flu have had 
flu shots. And a lot of people, because your immune system down, you give a flu shot, you're infecting somebody. Right then, why would you do that? To an, in fact, elderly people give them a flu shot, their immune system is already racked, and they can't respond well to it. It can be, it can be, it can cause more. Hey, the treatment is worse than the disease in most cases. Exactly. And I, I, I am, I'm appalled when I during flu season and I see the free flu shot signs at the. <laughs> I, I just want to. I want to rip them off the door. But honestly, no. let's dive into hypothyroidism. This is a big one. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I know. I know a lot of people. Matter of fact, I have like a dozen friends that I know personally. Most of them females who had their thyroid removed at an early age because they were misdiagnosed or didn't know any better and listened to their allopathic physician because right. they said we got to remove your thyroid. Or they do radiation therapy. So, okay, let's go over the thyroid. Let me give you a brief synopsis, folks, on thyroid. Your thyroid gland is located in your neck in front of your so-called Adam's apple. It's shaped like a monarch butterfly. It, it produces thyroid hormones. Thyroid hormones don't do anything in the blood. They have to enter the cell. In the cell, they go to your power plant. Every one of your cells in your body has generators, some just a few, some thousands, like the heart. And their energy is produced. You've got to produce energy to be alive. The more energy produced, the more alive you are. The less energy produced, the less will you feel. Because you've got to have good metabolic rate, and that's set by your thyroid hormones. Two thyroid hormones are produced out of the gland. T4, which is thyroid with four, four iodine molecules, and T3, which has three iodine molecules. Your body produces 94% T4. That's the inactive thyroid hormone. It has to be converted intracellularly within the cells. You have trillions and trillions, tens, twenties, thirty, forty, fifty. I've seen all kinds of numbers. Fifteen to seventy trillion cells. I lost count when I got to about three hundred. I didn't want to count anymore. But uh, <laughs> so we've got trillions of cells in the body that have these power plants. The power plants produce electrical energy. Every one of you is filled with electricity. You're either a high-voltage or a low-voltage individual. And people, when they have low thyroid within their cells, I don't care what's in your blood. If you don't have enough thyroid in your cells, you're going to have classical symptoms. Oh, difficulty with weight, um, um, fatigue, tiredness all the time. Oftentimes, over, it can be overwhelming. Low body temperature, uh, brain fog, can't think clearly, can't focus, mood swings, depression. Uh, joint muscle aches and pains. Maybe, uh, maybe you got sluggish bowels if you don't have irritable bowel syndrome caused by by uh, leaky gut syndrome. Uh, you get you get uh, recurrent and chronic infections because your immune system doesn't have any any energy. And 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 if you're a woman, you get problems with your menstrual cycles. It will cause you to be uh, infertile, or if you're fertile, oftentimes women miscarry. This is the way they used to treat back in the old days before they had blood tests. They gave them over thyroid. They had a problem with infertility. They just empirically start them on desiccated thyroid. And in most cases, women have babies. This is what we found. I get women coming in from infertility clinics, rightly named, because only 25% of women get pregnant. They're after spending $50,000. So I come in and they just want to get the hormones balanced. They said, well, don't blame me if we get you up on thyroid and on your female hormones. Don't blame me if you get pregnant. And I can't tell you the number of women that get pregnant when they get their hormones right. And the thyroid right. So you've got T4 and T3. T4 has to enter the cell 
T3 is only 6% made by the gland, but it gets the T4 gets converted in the cell to T3. That's the active thyroid hormone. Think of the thyroid hormone as a spark plug that initiates the chemical reaction within your mitochondria. That's your power plant, your generator that produces electricity, and that electrical current is carried by adenosine triphosphate. Think back to your biology, ATP, and that goes to the various biochemical processes and gives them the electrical current to be able to run the body. If you don't make enough electricity, you're going to be a low-voltage individual. So here's what happens. What causes, what causes low voltage? Well, it can be low thyroid in the cell, low T3. It can be all the petrochemicals that we come in contact with. We eat, breathe, breathe, drink, and slather on our body. Uh, uh, metals in your body, uh, whether it's mercury in your teeth, which I recommend getting out. I got mine out 25 years ago. Mercury fillings, uh, lead in the water, uh, aluminum, cadmium, you name it. All this, all these down-regulate your immune system and causes a toxic load. And then if you're on a high-carbohydrate diet, my goodness, simple carbs, the sugar depresses the immune system. So now you, when you have a depressed immune system, you're sick all the time, you're not running well, you go to the doctor. Well, what does he give you? Drugs. What are drugs? They're poisons. Remember I said my dad said, don't poison your patient. Well, he was right in medical school. I learned in first semester of medical school reading the uh, pharmacology book, there was a chapter on detoxification of pharmaceutical drugs. Detoxification, what's the root word of detoxification? Toxin. You got to get rid of the toxin. What are the toxins? The pharmaceutical drugs. What's the definition of a toxin? Poison. So we're going to poison her. I'm sick already, so you're going to give me poison. You're going to give me poison to make me well. All it does is mass symptoms, and it just further makes you more toxic. You get sicker, quicker. Remember, when you take all these drugs, you get sicker, quicker. So now you really get sick. So what you want to do is you want to do everything you can to regenerate your power plants in your cell and produce. You want to become a high-voltage, a live wire, so to speak. That's something we use in society. Have you ever heard that expression? Boy, that guy's a live wire. She's a live wire. She's got energy. She's got enthusiasm. That's because she's got energy. You want to have energy in your life. And as we age, as our hormone levels decline, we eat poorly, we don't exercise, we gain too much weight, we don't sleep well, we drink too much, smoke cigarettes, you know, live a dissipated life, and we wonder why we don't have any energy. And then the, so what you got to do is what you teach, Tom, and this is why I, lo I, I love what you do. Folks, you've got to take charge of your health. Only you and you alone are in charge of your health. It's not the government's not in charge of your health. Your insurance company's not in charge of your health. Your doctor's not in charge of your health. Your spouse is not in charge of your health. Only you and you alone can make a difference and decide to be healthy. If you want to be healthy, Tom's walking proof of it. I'm walking proof. You can be healthy, but you have to live a healthy lifestyle. And most people aren't willing to do that. They'd rather get a drug to mask the symptoms. And all they do is get sick. Yep. It's not easy, but it's possible. I mean, I, I'm living proof. You're living proof. And uh, I, I was up in Michigan for a couple of weeks, as I said earlier. And I ate out a lot. I ate out at a lot of restaurants. Yep. And, I, and I put on 10 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Because well, because it's just because it's you have to be conscious of what you order at a restaurant. Right. Well, the other thing, but listen, you can go to a restaurant. I get I go to a restaurant. I'll get a a, a sirloin. I'm not a sirloin, but I'll get a, a fillet or I'll get I'll get chicken. I'll get 
steamed broccoli, steamed spinach, or steamed asparagus, um, or Brussels sprouts, pour butter yeah. on That's what I have, and then I have a salad. What's wrong with that? There's a whole lot. Look, the thing is, as far as you go to uh, these fast food places, they're full of all kinds of junk and, oh, yeah. and all that. So it's easier to eat healthy at home. You just got to know how to do it. And it's not rocket science. Shop the perimeter of the store. Don't get into the middle of the store. Get at the perimeter of the store. Get fresh vegetables. Get your fresh fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, fresh meats, and all that. Cook it up yourself. It takes too much time. Well, if you don't want to be healthy, that's fine. It's up to you. Nobody's nobody putting a good... Here in our office, we don't tell anybody what to do. They pay their good, hard-earned money, and a lot of it come in here because they've tried the conventional route and they don't get well. So I don't want anybody coming into my practice who's not willing to make an investment in their health and get on the program. If they want insurance to cover it, sorry, you're, you're out of here. We don't do insurance because insurance would tell me out of practice. I want to take care of you. But I'm only going to make recommendations. I'm a coach. Our, our other physicians and, and uh, physicians assistants and nurse practitioners, they're coaches. The 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 guest, the patient, is the athlete. They're in the Health Olympics, whether they like it or not. We think they're here because we want them to win a gold medal. We make recommendations. But guess, guess who has to do the heavy lifting? They do. They do. That's yeah. their, just like a speech coach or a running coach or a swimming coach or a piano teacher. You've got to, they're, going to, they're not going to play the piano for you. They're not going to make the speech for you. They can tell you what to do. But if you don't follow the recommendations, you're going to flounder and fail. And oftentimes, it's not uncommon. We People pay good horror and money for all over the country coming here, and then they go like, well, I can't do it. Oh, okay. Why not? Well, it's too complicated. Oh, we have everything laid out. You just got to organize yourself. What we find is that people that come in who don't have a supportive spouse don't do as well as those individuals that have a supportive spouse. 75% of our guests are female. Most of whom, many of whom have been encouraged to come here by their husbands. Within two years, the other the other 25% of the patients we have are males, 80% of whom are the spouses of the wives they sent in earlier because the wife goes, honey, you got to get out of your underwear, put your clothes on, quit drinking beer in front of the TV, or you got high blood pressure and diabetes. Go see Dr. Hudson. <laughs> All right. Why I want the question for you is why is hypothyroidism so commonly misdiagnosed? Because doctors only look at the blood test. They only look at the TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. In your brain, you've got a pituitary gland which produces, which measures the amount of thyroid in your blood. If you're not making enough thyroid hormone, it produces more thyroid stimulating hormone. What does the thyroid stimulating hormone stimulate? The thyroid. That's why they named it thyroid stimulating hormone, crying out loud. So think of it like this. The pituitary gland is the jockey. The, the thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH, is the whip. The thyroid gland is the horse. If you're in a race, the horse not running, what do you do? You whip it. So more, you get more TSH up. So you can look at the TSH and see what, how well, uh, how fast that horse is running. Right. Fortunately, when they measure TSH, the way they get the values is they take the last test overnight, last thousand tests, they get a mean or an average. They add two standard deviations, a statistical term to it. That incorporates 95% of the population falls within 
the lab's range of normal. So you go to the doctor and go, well, you're in the normal range. I got all these symptoms of low thyroid, but you're in the normal, low normal, but not low enough to treat. Oh, so I'm drowning in the water and I come up, I'm drowning. I go back down, I'm drowning. He goes, they ain't drowned yet. Then I go down and don't come back up. Then he jumps in to say, well, but are we going to wait till the thyroid is cratered totally before you get the thyroid? I believe that anybody that has the signs and symptoms of low thyroid should be have a therapeutic trial of natural desiccated thyroid, which contains T3 and T4, and it contains T3 at higher doses that our body makes, and that's what's the active thyroid hormone. And I've been using that since 1992. It is a godsend. We see people on synthetic thyroid for the, the ones we see. Now, there may be a ton of people out there that feel like a million dollars on it. We see the people that don't feel like a million dollars. They go, a doctor said I had a low thyroid. Well, if you got a little thyroid, only 5% of the people are going to be diagnosed by a blood test, really 2.5% to somewhere on the other side of it. And, and they gave you Synthroid, and you've been on it for two years, and you still haven't changed, and you got all the symptoms. But he said, my blood level's normal. Of course, synthetic thyroid will change your blood level. It's the inactive thyroid hormone T4. It'll raise your blood level fine. But you got, it hasn't got into your cells. How do I know? Because you got all the symptoms of low thyroid. Let's do it. Let's do a therapeutic trial of natural desiccated thyroid. That's not rocket science. But, but if you stay at your conventional doctor and say, well, your thyroid's fine, go see a psychiatrist. Get on some antidepressants, get on right. some anxiety, sleep medication. And so these doctors, and let me tell you what, they're scared to death to treat people based upon their clinical symptoms. And we do, first and foremost, we, we do blood on everybody, but we always treat clinically because we know the blood tests aren't the end all and be all. Right. <laughs> I can give you a blood test of somebody and not put any and not put any age or anything on it. I said, tell me what that patient looks like, how that patient feels, what their symptoms are. And you can look at the thyroid and you still couldn't tell me. You could, I mean, couldn't tell me unless it was really right. out of place. You could look at that and say, I don't know how they are. I don't know what they look like. I don't know how they feel. Why do you think we have clinical examination? Why do you think we bring people in so we can look at them and listen? <laughs> the important thing a doctor can do is listen. I learned the first year in medical school from a brilliant clinician. He said this. He said, if you will shut up and listen to your patient, they will tell you what the problem is. They'll tell you what they have. And literally, I've gone in and listened to them. And I said, well, tell me about your symptoms. And they start telling me about everything. What do you think you got? I think I've got low thyroid. Guess what? They just told me what the diagnosis was. They looked at it, they studied it, and they know they've got that. And of course, so we, we will empirically start them on low, low dose of thyroid and gradually increase it until the symptoms are gone. That's how we operate. We always get blood tests, make sure we stay within the normal range. But this is something that most conventional doctors are unwilling to do. But they'll start them empirically on an antidepressant or right. anxiety medication. Or oh, that's the first thing that comes out. Oh, sure. That's right. And those things are highly addictive, cause a host of health problems. But they give that out like candy. Yeah. It makes a fortune for the drug companies. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about drug. Uh, I want to touch base on why, why do most physicians run TSH and not T4 right off the bat? Well, I would think most, I don't know what most doctors do because I'm not most doctors. Okay, right. But if you get a blood panel, you normally get a TSH, a, a T3, and a T4 comes out on the thyroid panel, on the routine thyroid panel. 
So, but they look at the TSH because that is what they've been taught to look at, only the TSH. And even the T4 and T3 won't tell you. you know, obviously, if it's low and you got symptoms, well, obviously, you got a problem. But they routinely fall within the normal range. Right. Normal, where 95% of the people fall. Think about it like this. The range is as wide as the Grand Canyon, as tall as the Empire State Building. You can't hardly get out of the range. If you're out of the range, you're, you're sick. Yeah. When I see TSH, I, I pretty much send them back for, I, or I'll get them another panel. I get it like, okay, let's see your T4. So we get can- Get a T4, get a free T3. Right, free T3. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, it, it just, it's one of the things that bothers me when I see it, people coming with lab work and I got to, or they send me their lab work virtually or they put it into my HIPAA site and I look at it, I'm like, okay, I just have TSH here. So that's just, I mean, and plus the normal thing, you know, people, doctors use, you know, people come in and say, and I'm, the doctor says I'm normal. I hear that all the time. It's like, sure you do. Here's it's like, come you on. Need to say. I've had, I have had women. Now, listen, this affects women more than it does men. Why? Because the female hormones, as they get imbalanced, they get a, a situation called estrogen dominance. Yeah. Estrogen hormones aren't balancing out, being balanced out by progesterone, because as they age, the progesterone levels begin to climb faster than estrogen. And they oftentimes have an ovulatory cycle where they don't ovulate every month. They don't ovulate. They make no progesterone. And so what happens? They get, so here's a woman. She starts in a root in a world if everything's normal. When she starts having periods three to five days mild, she gets old. Maybe she has a baby and it really gets out of whack because the hormones don't come back right. But as she marches through her life, they get to be, you know, five to seven days heavier, you know, moderate heavy. Then she gets into her 40s and so they get, you know, late 30s, 40s, they start to get heavier, nine days, and then they get breakthrough bleeding. They get uterine fibroids. And all this is because they don't have enough progesterone. They also get mood swings, fluid retention, weight gain, headaches, breast tenderness from uh, fibrocystic breast disease. If you've got any of those symptoms, ladies, at any age, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about even a teenager. My daughter's wild ever since she started her cycle. She's been crazy. Little progesterone. Yep. Through 28 goes a long way. You don't have to give much, just a little bit. So the dose changes, and we base our treatment upon the age. We've only treated 33,000 patients, patients here, our guests here at the OTF Wellness Center in the last 30 years. We were we had our 31st anniversary this month. And we wow, we, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Over 33,000 guests here, and most of almost all of them have been placed on thyroid at one point or another. Uh, empirically, because they come in for that, they come in because I hear we treat for that, and and it's a, it's the most common undiagnosed illness there is. Is hypothyroidism? Why? Why is that? I happen to believe it's due to the fluoride in the water. There's a strong correlation between fluoride in the water and hypothyroidism. Let me explain. Back in the 1960s, and you may not be you're not old enough to remember because you were born. Uh, you're 59. 59. But in the early, the late 50s and early 60s, there was this huge uh, brouhaha about whether or not to put fluoride in the water. Well, the fluoride people won. They said, well, it will prevent cavities. All fluoride is, is, is it comes, it's a byproduct of uh, the fertilizer industry. Down in Florida, they're spraying it out and getting all over these farms and the cattle, the cattle and the animals were dying off and scrawny and the, and the plants weren't growing. So the government came in and said, you can't spew fluoride into the air. you got to cleanse it. So they had to have a place to take it. Well, some 
somebody with, with one of the pharmaceutical companies saw a study where somebody had fluoride in the, higher fluoride in the water and they had less cavity. So they went and sold this poison to, and it's poison, just look on the material safety and data, data sheet, MSDS, Google fluoride. It's a toxin for crying out loud in the bucket. It's carcinogenic. Anyway, so they sold it, to, they sold it to the cities, put fluoride in your water instead of having to pay for waste. They got the cities to pay for it. 70% of American cities have fluoride in the water. And they brag about it. And the dentist slops it on your teeth if you go there. You got to tell them, don't, I don't want any fluoride. It's in the toothpaste. It's ridiculous. By the way, on the side of the toothpaste, it says, if you look at your standard toothpaste, press, and any of the others, there's a warning box. Most people have never seen. And, and I really wasn't cognizant of it until I wrote my book, Hypothyroidism, Health, and Happiness. So I started studying, and I looked on the side of the toothpaste, on the toothpaste itself, and on the box, it says, warning. And it's in a yellow box that says, if you ingest more than you put on the brush, uh, uh, contact your doctor or contact poison control immediately. Why would you put something in toothpaste? And of course, it's in your mouth. You know, kids, don't give it to kids under sick. They're going to swallow this stuff. It builds up in your system. Fluoride's a halogen and competes with iodine, which you need to make your thyroid hormones. So it adversely affects thyroid hormone production. It goes into your cells. You have an enzyme in your cells that converts the inactive T4 thyroid hormone to T3. Guess what? The fluoride poisons the deiodinase, deiodinase, getting rid of iodine. So the deiodinase enzyme converts T4 to T3, the active thyroid hormone. If you poison that enzyme, you don't make enough T3 and you're trying to run on T4 and it's very little effect against the pro-hormone. Well, so in America now, 1960, 16% of the people were overweight, 8% were obese. Now we have 70% overweight, 35 to 40% obese. In Europe, in Europe, where they do not, they ban fluoride, the uh, population is 16% overweight, 8% obese. You go to France, you don't just get a bread basket, you get a roller cart full of bread. They drink wine all day long, pasta all over, all over Italy, and yet they're thin and trim. Why? Because they don't have fluoride poisoning their, their deiodinase enzyme, and, they're, and they've got good thyroid levels, intracellular. So it's not rocket. Now, it's a correlation, but you go back, go to PubMed and just pull the information on full ride. It's, 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 it's horrible. It's terrible. So that's why we have, uh, we have a huge population that has undiagnosed hypothyroidism because the doctors won't even consider that as a possibility. Guess what? If you get them on thyroid, they get well. Then the drug companies can't make any money. What's, uh, what's your go-to thyroid? I mean, well, what, here's what's what, the, what's a, which form of thyroid hormone do you like the best? Well, it's the desiccated. It comes from pork thyroid. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it contains the same exact molecules our body makes, but in a higher proportion, 74% T4, 20, whatever, 26% T3, as opposed to 94 and 6%. So it's got the T3, the active thyroid hormone. And boy, people jump up and smile once you get them on that. Now, the key thing is to make sure the adrenal glands aren't waxed. So we do do adrenal support with natural cortisol when indicated, particularly in patients that have chronic stress, like from allergies, their immune, the adrenal gland gets fatigued, sick all the time, okay? What I do also with people with, uh, I've used uh, in people with COVID, when they start on that and they're sick, I'll get them on, uh, I, mean, I get them on natural cortisol. 
Now, I put them, just like you get a med draw dose pack, right. I put natural cortisol. We compound it here at our pharmacy. We start them on high dose, and then we just slowly do it. Because when you got the flu or you got some viral illness, your adrenaline are going to be whacked, and that's part of the system that your body needs to help fight off the inflammation. And then, you know, when you get bronchial infection in your lungs, you've got a, you got a lot of inflammation going on. So cortisol can be a godsend on that. So we use cortisol in combination, cortisol, female hormone, cortisol when indicating for adrenal fatigue, uh, male or female hormones, and thyroid. And they work together synergistically. And that's kind of, those are our go-to. And the kind I use is a desiccated thyroid. Now, there are a number of different brands. We historically used Armour Thyroid for years very successfully. Then it got bought out by the company uh, Abbott Labs, which made Synthroid. Uh-huh. So the pharmaceutical company went and bought its competitor. I tried to buy it, and they didn't want to sell it. But uh, wish I'd have bought it now. But anyway, so Abbott Labs got into it. Abbott Lab, by the way, makes Synthroid. So now they control their opposition, and they changed the formula. And then you couldn't get it for months at a time. So I told my compounding pharmacy, buy the bulk ingredient. We'll compound it ourselves. Right. So we compound. We just get bulk desiccated thyroid and compound it here. Then a year ago or so, Abbott sold it to another company. What was it? Allergan Labs. Allergan, apparently, from what we can discover, all of a sudden, we our distributor says we can't get any more desiccated thyroid. Why not? We're not selling it anymore to compounding pharmacists. Well, that sounds like something's funny. Is she there? Well, apparently, from what I've been told from insiders, apparently, and this is this is hearsay, but it explains things. The uh, the uh, Lab that made Armour Thyroid cut a deal with them with the with the company that was producing that had the hogs that dried the thyroid and desiccated it and was selling it to Armour Labs. He said, "We'll buy everything you got. You just can't sell it to any compounding pharmacy." Which, frankly, they have a right to do. I mean, you know, it's but it, it is a monopoly. But going through lawsuits with all this, it's just a hassle. So things have come back somewhat on that. So what we've done, we we do have. Periodically, we get them. We buy as much as we possibly can when it's available. But we, what we've had to do is we've had to combine active T3, which is whether you T3 and T4, and we combine it in the ratio that we'd have in desiccated thyroid, and it works fine. Okay. Okay. We've had to do that because, you know, we couldn't get it otherwise. But that's that's what we use. But I prefer using the natural desiccated thyroid. How's the price of that these days? Going, is it going up because of the sir, COVID? Through, through, no, I, not because of COVID. Okay, it went up like crazy when Abbott. When Abbott, uh, bought, okay, they bought, jacked the price up four times, and then now again bought it and jacked it up again. It's expensive. We used to pay pennies under five cents for a grain of thyroid, three or four cents. Now it's eighty-five cents. Wow! In ten years, wow! They're trying to drive the next, price. Doctors out of business because the patients, you know, don't, you know, it, it gets cost prohibitive. It's really not. Look, what's your health worth? You get a, a Starbucks coffee for five bucks, so it costs you a buck for a thyroid tablet, a buck twenty. What, what do you want? You want coffee? You want thyroid? I have my thyroid medication. <laughs> or me? You I'll take my thyroid. thyroid medication. I won't need the coffee if my T three and T four are right. I don't need the coffee. Right. Although I'll say I enjoy that cup of coffee. I do. I do too. 
real, real quickly on the, the connection between hypothyroidism and heart disease. Okay, read Broder Barnes's book, Hypothyroidism, The Undiagnosed Illness. That's a great book. You ever okay. heard? No, I'll read it, though. I will. Oh, sir, it's the classic, written in 1970. He did all the work on thyroid. Long and the short of Broder Barnes, he was doing a PhD back in the 20s, and he was working on rabbits studying thyroid. What they do is cut out the thyroid gland and tell the rabbits did. Their hair would fall out, and they get sluggish, you know, all the symptoms of low thyroid. They give him thyroid to perk back up. He ended up getting a medical degree, goes into his practice. All of a sudden, he sees all these patients that had all the symptoms that his rabbits had. He started giving them desiccated thyroid. Oh, my gosh. And so thyroid, people that have low thyroid have an increased incidence of heart disease. So that's very important for cardiovascular function because it produces energy. Now, another thing that causes heart disease is the inflammation we talked about from the metals, from the... Uh, uh, from the sugar, which causes high inflammation, settles in the coronary arteries and all the arteries, and the petrochemicals. This causes inflammation in the arteries. You've got to have high dose of vitamin C. Go read Linus Pauling's work with Matthias Rapp. Why don't animals get heart attacks? Because they make their own vitamin C. Most people don't know that. I didn't. They didn't teach me in med school. Only human beings, monkeys, and guinea pigs don't make vitamin C. All the other vertebrates in God's creation Take vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams for 25 pounds of body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, take 6,000 milligrams a day. You weigh 200 pounds, take 8,000. And they double. Whenever they're under stress, they'll double the, the animals will double the production of vitamin C. They don't get heart attacks. Dogs might get heart worms, but they don't get heart attacks. By the way, completely off the subject. Okay. I, just, I just read, and, and what, what's, the, what's the book I got? Diseases, curing all diseases. A buddy of mine who's not even a doc says, Look, have you ever used tincture of black walnut? Have you heard about that? I've heard it. Okay. So he tells this is the other day. He goes, I can't tell you the number. Now he, he said, The number of people I've cured, they have all these gastrointestinal problems, been to the doctor, they never get well. I said, What you got is parasites. Try, try a tincture of black walnut. And what he does is he pulls the walnuts down. It's in this book out of my can drop the walnuts into a bucket. For a, for a liter of Everclear in it, fill it up with water, and then over three days, the the oils come out, and you, then you pour that off, strain it off, and you take, what did he say, three teaspoons three times a day, do that for 20 days. He said, you won't believe what came. He said, I had stuff coming out. I had parasites coming out of my worms coming out of my body, but I did it. And he said, I've cured all these people up in Colorado County with this picture picture of black walnut. Black walnut. Did they teach me that in med school? No. no. This came out of a book, Curing All Diseases, which has a lot of home remedies, which are obviously forgotten or not even cared about the conventional medicine. So what you need to do is do some rest. plenty of material out oh, there. Yeah. There's no reason in the world you can't take. Who cares more about your health than you? Nobody. Well, I- Right. Nobody's going to care anymore about no, you. Right. You should be the. You should be most important to you. Right. And you are. Right. And if you don't take care of yourself, nobody's going to put a gun to your head. Right. Unless you've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to put a. You have a system checker in your book. Yes, on sir. Your, it's actually on your website. Yes, sir. I'm going to put a link on there to for the people to go uh, for the listeners to go and check to see where they're at in the in the spectrum of hypothyroidism. Yeah, do that. And uh, is there any other links you want me to put on here? Well, 
I might, you know, you go to Hotze, H-O-T-Z-E, Health and Wellness Center. Google that or Hotze, H-W-C. That's for the Health and Wellness Center. Hotze Vitamins is HotzeVitamins.com. I've got an immune pack and we've got, we offer way too many vitamins. We have about 150 different vitamins on there. I told them we need to cut back because there's no way, you know, eight, the old rule is 20% of your product is going to sell 80% of the time. Right. You right. know, if we get these orders in and we put them on the shelf for some off offbeat sort of deal that's not used very much. But we, we offer a big, we have a big line. And then we've got uh, physician's preference pharmacy. So if you need bioidentical hormones, you can go to Physicians Preference Pharmacy International, and we compound natural testosterone, uh, progesterone, bias, which is uh, estriol and estriol, the two natural, two of the natural estrogens. We we compound cortisol and DHEA and and uh, pregnenolone and several other things, as well as uh, as well as yeah, we have peptides. We have oral right. peptides. Which peptides do you have? We have oral peptides. Okay. Look, we have oral peptides. We've got brain for the brain, for the immune system, for for a function of important body parts in a man, and those sort of things. Don't I can't tell you. I'm going to tell you the name. My my associate with me is the big peptide guy. Okay. Inside now, so he and our pharmacist uh, came up with the came up with the uh, program. But you can find that on. Physicians Preference International. Okay, I'm, it's because uh, I don't do primary practice. I know that. I mean, we've used them on tons of. He used them on tons of patients, and they've done well, and they've sold all over the country. I love my peptides. I do too. Okay. I'm fine, and, and uh, I just can't remember that. I got BPA. It's got all kinds of names. Yeah, too. there's a ton of them. I mean, BPC. You may know that. You may know that better. You may know. You probably. Know. I, I use BPC one fifty seven frequently. Right. It's not cheap. But it, it's worth a while. Uh, just check and see what I will. We, I will. Check and see what we got. I'll definitely do that. But we use it orally, sublingually. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than stick it in my butt. But Yeah. Well, you know, if you use the peptides, a little needle, you just stick it in your belly. You right. know? Yeah. Well, I was I, I I was treating a wound on my on my butt. Yeah. I, I fell off a I, I fell and hurt my butt. So I was treating the wound. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you a secret that I learned decades ago. Really learned it from Doctor Whitaker. Read about it. You got a skin infection? Scrub it with soap and water. Put some peroxide on it, and then put a sugar. Uh, put sugar on it, and then then put your gauze over. It. Sugar huh. or honey? They're bacteria. They're bacterial side. Suck the, the sugar will suck the bacteria right out of it. Oh, it's sucking right out. It'll oh wow! It. And that's cheap. And so. Even for a wound, somebody gets a wound, clean it up and slap some. And I've done this numerous times. Slap some, slap some sugar on it, or you can pour honey on it, and those things last forever. It's cheap and expensive, and it's great. But you know, all this deal about putting all that. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these antibiotic creams and all that stuff. That's a bunch of crap. Just put on, just treat it that way, and it'll be fine. It'll heal up great. And clean it every day and put a new, huh. put a new bandage on. Wow, that's interesting. It makes sense, though. It works. I'm just right. it works. It makes sense. I uh, haven't done. I haven't done a double blind study, but they haven't any, <laughs> anymore. That's good enough for me. Yeah, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for fuzzy fossy too. On, and we don't put them on a bunch of antibiotics. We just clean it up. Now the body's immune system is right. going to take care of it. 
Got to clean it up, though. Soap yep. and water. There's nothing better than good old-fashioned soap and water. water. Right. Clean it out. You clean it out and get all the dead tissue away, and then it will heal up. One question I have for you before we close out. First, as far as your pharmacy goes, does that you have to have a physician subscription to order from there? You do because okay. it's a pharmacy, so you have to have prescription. Somebody can call in from out of state. So, so I can have my pharmacy call your pharmacy. My, well, pre- my prescribing person call well, your sure, pharmacy. Sure, okay. sure. Okay. All right. The other question I have is: I'm going to send you some information. Oh, on absolutely. That. That'd be great. And I love. Thank you for coming on today. By the way, hey, my I friend, I love doing this. This is the hunt. How many have I done now? Since May 15th, I've done 125 of these. Wow. Country. From Long Island to San Diego. I was on the San Diego morning news, and they liked me so much and put down the evening news. And uh, from Anchorage, Alaska to Miami and all the way across the south and the north tiers, I've been there, done that. And it's been great. Mostly it's been about this COVID deal, you know. But But I always talk about the immune system because... Give people an answer, something they can do for crying out loud instead of scaring everybody. And that's the thing is you're building fear. And, and first of all, fear builds stress, stress and depletes oh, the immune sure. system. So it's, you it's, lose your job. Hey, what do you think happens when you lose your job? Right. You stress. Look, the collateral damage from this is far worse than this thing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the numbers up. Let me give you a quick statistic. In Republican states, and compared to Democratic states, Democratic states have eight times the death rate that Republican states have. But you mean to tell me that virus went after all the Democrat states? <laughs> no. They're running the numbers up. Right. They run the numbers up. And as a matter of fact, I, you know, you know, Cuomo did. He was putting COVID patients in the nursing homes. Oh, yeah. That, that, hey, that, that's another that's one. That, that's another that's one I'd like to put on a ship with Fossey and say, hey, see you guys later. <laughs> Why don't we put them on a cruise ship and right. the rest of their lives again? A cruise ship to to uh, cu- oh, to Bangladesh. Let's say yeah, to Bangladesh. <laughs> oh man! All right, you can't I, make this. No, you, that, you can't make. And and the sad part is that our people are so scared of it. The fear of it is ridiculous, is, and, and it, it's it's driven them to and and the hatred for people like myself and you. That don't be, that I think this is a big sham is just ridiculous. I know it. So, but hey, you got to stand up for what's right and keep everybody calm. God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. So don't be fear. Don't be fearful of man or of uh, fearful of germs and all that. Have a sound mind, make a good decision. Now, listen. Here's a. I trust God in everything. He's going to protect me. But I don't stand in the freeway and say, "Dear God, please don't let me get hit by a car." Go hosting. Get yourself off the freeway, knucklehead. What are you standing on the freeway? <laughs> oh, my. All right. One question I ask all my guests. It doesn't have anything to do with health. If you had 30 to 45 minutes to just chill out and relax, what album or artist would you listen to on the radio or stereo? I listen to BGA Dare Radio. She's got wonderful classical, uh, all, the, all the jazz classics. Oh, uh, nice. And this is on Pandora, BGA Deer. Wonderful background. Everything from Unforgettable, you name it, you know. Uh, the very thought of you, all the old jazz yeah. classics, you know, that Sinatra sang and, and, and Andy Williams sang and Nat King Cole, but they're all just on the piano. 
And it's a wonderful station. So I use that all the time, okay. that in the background. There's another great station uh, by a Japanese artist named Yaruma, Y-I-R-U-M-A. He's got great piano and with some of his own songs. It's soothing. It's got some Christian music kind of blended in there occasionally. But it's a really nice, it's a real nice station. So that's what I listen to. What do I do to read? I like to read about uh, characters that made a difference in history. Uh, Winston Churchill, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, Robert E. Lee, uh, Martin Luther. I like to read. I like to read biographies about men that were that had the courage of their convictions. And I happen to, on this whole COVID thing, we didn't mention this. As you're well aware, our constitutional rights have been trampled upon. First oh yes, rights, a peaceably a peaceably assembled, have been trampled upon. Um, Due process you, in the, in the Constitution, in our state, in the U.S. Constitution, you can't take a man's life liberty right. without due process. And guess what? We don't get that. So here's I'm going to end with this. This is what I feel. And I thought I've sued our governor. I've got three suits against the governor. I've had four against our county judge. We've won some. We've lost some. We most of them are just in abeyance right now because all the politician ju- political judges don't want to rule against the authorities. They want, to, they want to say they don't have jurisdiction. They can operate like dictators and do whatever they want. Tell you, we had a law in Houston that got pulled down. The, the girl, the Colombian communist, who's now 29, came to America in 2013, and she's an avowed socialist Democrat. The only difference between the socialists and communists is a gun. And so she came out with the orders that you know we had a social distance, couldn't be around more than 10 people. Uh, had to had to uh, quarantine yourself, and you had to wash your hands going in and out of your house and everywhere else you went. And if you touched your face or touched your nose, all this was a thousand dollar fine. Really, right. help me, please. So anyway, that's what we're up against. So I'll leave you with this. This is my philosophy. And you know, we got problems in the country. We've got people that are trying to create anarchy, and you know, it's the old communist plot. I've said for years we've got an underlying communist movement in the country take over the country. People used to laugh at me. Now they're going, tell me about this again. Here's how they do it. Demoralize the public, ruin the moral values, destabilize what they've done all through the breaking down small businesses. Third thing they do is create a crisis, and then they normalize. Oh, we're going to normalize when they take control. Well, guess what? As you well know now, you get screamed at for saying the wrong thing. You're not outside of the narrative. Well, once they take over, if they don't scream at you anymore, they shoot you. Oh, man. That's what happened. Look, I've studied the Bolshevik Revolution, the Chinese Revolution, the all throughout Eastern Europe, exactly what they did, and Cuba and Venezuela. That's how they operate. You've got to stand up for your constitutional rights. I'll leave you with the last thought. Forbidden, uh, um, I'm not, uh, let's see how it goes. It says, uh, I will not live in chains and slavery. Forbid it, Almighty God. I know not what course other men may choose, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. So we've got to stand up for our liberty. Go watch the movie The Patriot by Mel Gibson. Oh, I heard that was, yeah. That was a good movie. watch, Watch that. It's on Netflix. That's what our founding fathers had to do. It's about, about the French, uh, Francis Mary and the Fox Swamp in, in South Carolina. It is a great movie, but they gave up everything. Families died. Homes were burned by the English. It was horrible. But that's what they did to give us our liberty and freedom. And we're just going to let people tell us what we can do. Well, they're going to take away our businesses. Right. They're going to tell you what you have to wear. 
hey, it's mass hash it's a uh, hazmat suit tomorrow. You know, who knows? Exactly. And they're gonna mandatory vaccines, they're gonna put chips in your body. In your body, help me, please. It's absurd. All right, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. God bless bless you. Thank you Uh, much, and I wish you every success. Let me know what I can do to help you in any way. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And and if you ever want to hop back on, please reach out. I'd love to do hormones. Hormones is a good, always a great subject. Well, we can talk next time about the female hormone situation. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.